make every day electrifying. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Energized One. This is your host, Brandon. So today is June 26 and it is a scorcher in Cleveland, Ohio right now. It was almost 90 degrees today and if you know me, I do not do well in heat. I do not operate well in the heat. <laughs> I just don't want anything to do with the heat, <laughs> which is scary because climate change is getting worse and things are happening, global warming. Yay. Anyways, so for today's episode, I wanted to do a rebuttal and kind of debunk some myths and uh, discuss an anti-electric vehicle article that was posted by the New York Times uh, or published this previous weekend. Uh, so today I want to discuss kind of the myths behind electric vehicles, discuss specifically the article and why I feel personally they got everything wrong about electric vehicle ownership and dive more into that. So without further ado, let's get started. So nothing bothers me more than misinforming people, especially the public. And when it comes to publications, I feel like the media is pretty good at misinforming people. <laughs> and I'm not just trying to like spread like propaganda and fake news and all that stuff. And, you know, I definitely try to keep my podcast and YouTube channel as unbiased as possible, uh, even though I know that that's going to be impossible to do, uh, specifically because I am really interested in electric cars, and it kind of does irritate me when there's misinformation being spread about them. So the New York Times posted an article recently, and as of recent, I mean like literally this previous weekend, and it has really caused a disturbance within the electric vehicle uh, community just based on kind of uh, the lack of information and kind of just the dramatized approach to the article. So basically the article is titled Los Angeles to Vegas and back by electric cars, eight hours driving, five more plugged in. So this article was written by Ivan Penn, and I really have no clue who Ivan Penn is. I'm assuming that he is a writer for the New York Times, okay? So basically, this article does a very high-level overview of what it's like to drive an electric car. It states most electric cars need to be plugged in after they're traveled 200 to 250 miles, a much shorter distance, and similarly-sized gasoline vehicles can run on a full tank, and charging them can take more than an hour. Okay. Yes, realistically, the electric cars that are out today cannot drive, well, the majority of them besides some can drive more than 300 miles. Some are reaching more than 400 miles and the technology is improving. So yes, you can charge them faster than one hour or more. But right now the technology is getting there and most cars will charge from zero to 80% in about 30 minutes. Okay, that's not an hour. Obviously, that is wrong information. <laughs> uh, and then it goes on to say that they interviewed someone named Eve. She's a teacher that lives in Sacramento, and she and her husband had considered buying an electric car, but decided that charging it on trips to see her mother, keep in mind, they just literally mentioned most electric cars can do 200 to 250 miles, who lives about... 100 miles away or to Los Angeles would be too big of a headache. Quote from Eve, I just don't know how it would work. 
So the biggest issue that I run into is when it comes to electric cars and adapting to electric cars is a lack of information and understanding of what electric cars are, how you charge them, and what uh, features you can use to uh, better adapt, if you want to consider it that, to driving an electric vehicle. So yes, it would be an adjustment from driving a gasoline-powered car, but the only adjustment would literally be how you fuel up the vehicle. Sorry, I'm kind of getting fired up over this article <laughs> that they posted. So there's just a lot of misinformation in this article. So as you go further through this article, it states that Ivan, which I believe is the writer's name, uh, decides to try and better understand what quote, to better understand what life with an electric car is like, I hopped into a Chevrolet Bolt recently and traveled from Los Angeles to Las Vegas, a 540-mile round trip that many, many people make regularly. So, I just, to pause, <laughs> I'm just going to pause, okay? So, the majority of commutes in the United States, by statistics, I believe it's 80% of commutes are literally less than 20 miles. How many times do people make this trip from LA to Las Vegas that this is going to be the true test of what it's like to own an electric car, let alone a Chevy Bolt? <laughs> it does not make any sense to me why they would choose this trip. Yeah, maybe if you want to, you know, test the charging stand, you know, the charging stations and see what it's like to drive that trip. Yeah, but that is not an annual like a regular commute that most people make at all. <laughs> So it goes on to say kind of like a high-level overview of what the Bolt is, the price, how much range you get on a full charge, which is around 240 miles, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> this is totally the most biased of unbiased podcast <laughs> right now. So basically, he goes on to say that he rode within representatives of EVgo, which is a charging station manufacturer and provider. Um, so let's say I rode with representatives of EVgo, a company that is building fast charging stations across the country. On top of the eight hours or so that we were actually on the road, we spent close to five and a half hours charging the vehicle. So this is where things get a little bit fuzzy, if you want to consider it to be fuzzy. I just think it's shady. Uh, what I mean by that is that, yes, the Bolt is not the fastest vehicle to charge. I believe it can max out at about 50 kilowatts on a full DC fast charger. However, if you drive other uh, vehicles, they can charge much faster. For example, the Teslas uh, can charge way faster than 50 kilowatts. Uh, the iPace can charge faster than that. And the new Audi e-tron can charge faster than that. So the technology is definitely changing. And I'm not trying to bash on the Bolt. I'm just saying that if they were trying to test something that charges faster, those other vehicles would probably have been a better option. Um, but the Bolt is a great vehicle. You know, you just kind of have to adapt to the charging speeds. Uh, and as technology improves, I'm sure GM will improve those charging speeds. So... Uh, the one paragraph that he writes about in the kind of the issues that he had with 
running into different chargers that weren't accepting uh, the bolt for whatever reason. Uh, quote, in one case, the bolt could not accept the fastest charging speeds from the most powerful units. In another, the charger could not deliver the, passes, the power as fast as the bolt could accept it. It could have been worse. We always found a charger available. That's good. Though more than once, we got the last one and drivers arriving after us had to wait. Yes, uh, obviously, you know, California and other areas on the West Coast of the United States are very populated with electric vehicles. And a lot of manufacturers are starting to include uh, or install a lot more charging stations along that area. There's a lot of EV charging corridors, as they consider them. So, yeah, it sucks that you have to wait to charge your vehicle, but they're becoming more readily available uh, every day. Uh, more companies are installing more. So you just really have to check those mobile apps such as PlugShare and um, and ChargePoint and all those other ones that you can download from your mobile app store. Uh, and then it goes on to, let's see, it goes on to say that someone's, they met someone who was napping while her BMW i3 charged at an EV charger behind a JCPenney. Her two-year-old car cannot charge as fast as more recent models. For each hour it was plugged in, the car's range increased by just 10 miles. All told, her i3 travels less than 100 miles on a full charge, though it also has a gasoline engine that can add 66 miles. Okay, that, <laughs> that obviously has to be wrong, because most electric cars, even on a level 2 charger, a J1772, can charge at about 20 to 30 miles per hour of charge. I have no idea where they're getting that 10 miles on a charge. So something definitely does not seem right there. And then, quote, the limited range in the Pew City, no idea why they would use that word, of public chargers have made Miss Yama Eva, I think, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, question her car choice. I don't want a gas vehicle, but I'm wondering, should I get another electric vehicle, she told me? Yes. Please look at the other electric vehicles. There's so many of them out there that are starting to come from different manufacturers that can charge your car much faster than your two-year-old i3 with a little bit of older technology. But I definitely think that they're kind of twisting the words with this because that car should charge a lot faster than just 10 miles per hour of charge. So this podcast is definitely something that I'm going to publish because I am trying not to be biased, but I, you know, being unbiased, but I think that it's important to inform the my listeners of why this article is wrong and why it can definitely misinform people who are interested in learning about electric vehicles. Electric vehicles are different, and yes, it, it does take a little bit of an adjustment, but like I mentioned before, around 80 to 90 percent of commutes in the United States are less than 20 miles round trip. Literally all electric vehicles out there allow you to drive further than 20 miles. <laughs> so if you're doing your daily trip to work and not from LA to Las Vegas, you should be fine with most electric vehicles out there. And if you're going on a long distance trip, just like it is with gas stations, you have to plan. You have to plan where those gas stations are and you have to prepare for the unexpected. So, you know, with driving electric vehicles, literally the only difference is, is that you're fueling it with electricity versus a gas station. And yes, you may have to wait just a little bit longer than it would 
to fuel up a car with gasoline, you can still plug your vehicle in and explore the places around you. Do what that uh, that one person was doing in her i3. Take a nap. Enjoy yourself. Literally, just take a break from driving. What's the rush of you know getting gas and just keep going? It's an adjustment, but you can also find some positives in it. And now, a word from our sponsor, the Anchor app. Thank you for listening to this episode of Energized One. If you would like, please feel free to subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can find it at the same name as this podcast, Energized underscore one. There you'll find plenty of fun videos, educational videos, and things like that. (laughs) And also, once again, thank you for supporting me and my uh, creative venture with discussing electric vehicle information. I am very grateful. If you would like, please um, go to anchor.fm forward slash energized one. There you'll find a button where you can donate and help me make more awesome content for you, the listener. So once again, thank you for supporting Energize One. Make sure every single day is electrifying. Take care.